because it's the mash. Yeah, it's the monster mash. And it's the Nacho Mama's Christy Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Nacho Mama's Christy Podcast. The Christy Podcast doesn't take itself too seriously. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> I'm your host, Shane. Here with my brother, Eric. I wanted to see how long I could just not say anything. <laughs> it was hard to not comment on how terrible that was. Hey, happy Halloween. Uh, thanks. <laughs> you're not going to say it back? <laughs> no. It's Why? stupid. I, I'm not a big Halloween person. If I'm, It's okay. You're not? I don't care about dressing up ever. Yeah, you're kind of like really Jim. a I'm, downer. I'm like Jim from the office. that comes yeah. to dress up. It's like, ah, I don't care. People, you know, but like... Just have fun. I know. I'm willing to have fun. I like candy, but um, <laughs> but I don't like I, the idea of buying like a huge costume. It's just like, oh, ah, well, why don't you it. get creative? You don't have to buy it because I'm too busy in life oh, to worry please. about a dumb costume. Please. You make a, I might just be er, Ernest P. Worrell again or whatever. You make, a, <laughs> you make a 15 minute video for our fantasy football league every week. Not this week. I'm too busy. <laughs> no, you made it. But <laughs> your computer. You got the time. I don't have the time. <laughs> I don't have time to finish editing it. Uh, I got it. Well, okay. Here's I'll make a deal with you. Okay. You edit the podcast this week and then I'll get my costume together. No, thank you. Okay, yeah. So that's why. So busy man. I well, got sup- stuff to do. We're supposed to go. We're supposed to have like a costume thing this weekend. Are you not dressing up? Um, I found like a really. I just need to print like one document, <laughs> and then I'll be done. What? <laughs> you need to print one document for your costume? Uh, yeah, what is it? It's like a. It's look makes it look like it's a screen. And it's an error, no costume found. Something. Oh, boo! <laughs> boo! I found a lot. I was like, that's perfect. I'm doing that. You're one of those? Or I'm going to be Ernest because I have that costume at home. I also have a Pee-wee costume at home. Ernest is great. I'm going to be Ned Flanders. I've been talking. Are you? Because <laughs> yeah. you have a mustache? Yeah. Um, I've been talking. And Russell's going to be Bart. I'm be- oh, yeah. I'm be- I've been talking to Brooklyn Savannah about Ernest Scared Stupid. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know what Ernest Scared Stupid is, Go it's, watch it. It's the greatest Halloween movie It's ever awesome. Uh, Are they interested? You know what? I think we've talked about Ernest. Yeah, Ernest we definitely have before. because we love it. I, I think that they're going to be too scared of it. Oh, I'm not showing them oh, yet. Oh, okay. No. So I started <laughs> showing them like Ernest Goes to Jail clips. <laughs> I showed them over the pen in his <laughs> mouth and they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and he comes, even Erica was laughing. I was like, you think it's funny? <laughs> but you got to show them Ernest Goes to Camp. I, you know what? I watched Christmas. I watched both those recently. They're not as good as you remember. Oh, I'm sure they're not. They're, it's more nostalgic. Where Ernest Goes to Jail is still good. And Ernest Scared Stupid is still is like amazing. Yeah. Where Ernest Goes to Camp is dated. Yeah, and yeah. I've never seen Slam Dunk Ernest. <laughs> I've never seen Ernest Joins the Army. What about Ernest Goes to Africa? Never seen that one either. I think I stopped after Ernest Scared Stupid. Man, well, you we, no, uh, I've seen Slam Dunk Ernest. He got like different shoes or something, <laughs> and Kareem Abdul Jabbar's in it. <laughs> I don't remember. I think that's true. I'm sure that you and I watched it together. I don't. I know we didn't watch Goes the Army. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, this has nothing to do. <laughs> so I remember Ernest uh-huh. Scared Stupid. Yeah. When that came out, I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I did too. And I, you did with me. Yeah, with your friend Joe Wiley. Oh yes, you were there. <laughs> um, and I was terrified. I was in fifth grade. You were in third grade. Yeah, I was very scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified of that movie. In case you've never seen that movie. Um, here's, cu- here's a couple of the scarier scenes. Well, first off, it's about a troll. <laughs> that it's a something comes off the tree 
<laughs> look like Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, yeah. <laughs> and it falls to the tree. If it falls to the ground, there's. I don't know how it all started. Where something happened with the troll. How, how yeah, do you get the trolls out? The troll. Remember the troll came out because Ernest. Yeah, what Ernest read did. the 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 book. Yeah, and he's like, that's gonna happen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ernest. Is and, he gonna left, and he and he woke the troll up. Yeah, because it was put in a curse in the ground, and he woke the troll up. Yeah, and then the troll had now- to pay the troll toll to get to that boy's toll. Day man, uh, but uh, if with with the troll, then he woke up, and then he wanted to bring all of his babies to life. The way to do that was to get little kids, actual them, little kids, actual little kids, and if he touched them, That's they it. would turn into little wooden dolls, and he put them in his tree. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> and the tree would then sprout these little grow my children yeah. grow and then they were actually trolls and then if they fell off of the tree once they were once you got enough of the statues the six or seven then they fell off the tree and went into the ground and then they, they the trolls came up out of the ground and and Ernest saw the troll in the woods and said I sure hope you're from Keebler <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the scariest part of that movie there's a couple scary parts yeah there are and you're you're gonna agree with this yeah when the girl's in a room Mm-hmm. And she's like, somebody's in this room. And mom's like, there's nothing in here. And so she looks under the bed. She hears something under the bed. So yeah, she looks under the bed, and and it's like, well, it's dramatic. Yeah. Boom, music plays, and it's just a doll. And she pulls up the doll. It's like, oh, my doll, whatever. I would just you, and then turn, and then all of a sudden there's a troll in her bed, just Yarr! screaming. Oh man, that was terrifying. Yeah. I remember not being able to sleep after watching that movie. So I was gonna show my kids for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I was when you said you were gonna show. You, I was like, oh, I don't no, think that's a good idea. For, I won't even show Erica. She probably wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> but the end scene when he's all the characters, man, that's that's oh. classic, classic Ernest. It is by far the best Ernest movie. Yeah, yeah, easily. If, let us know if you are like I have no idea what Ernest, and you is. want us to stop talking about Ernest. <laughs> we should do a whole podcast on Ernest. <laughs> that sounds good to we me. Do Ernest reviews. <laughs> that should be a segment. But with with that movie, I remember that movie scaring scaring me as a kid. Are there other movies that you can think of that you watched when you were young? It didn't even have to be as a kid. Maybe even like a teenager or high school or middle school. Killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, we've that, talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember like I'm still scared of clowns. I think because of that movie. Yeah, I remember mom showing us a movie that freaked me out. I think we were a little older. We were probably like middle school. Um, when a stranger. Comes. Oh gosh. Tell the just tell the people the opening scene of that movie. The opening scene, yeah. not not the whole movie. The opening scene. They did remake it and they made that it whole thing. Good. This that opening scene. And it's not good. Yeah, that's that original one's scary. Go ahead. The opening scene. There's a uh, there's parents who have a babysitter come over and then the parents go out on a date. Kids are already asleep. Kids are already asleep by the time the babysitter gets there. It's easy money yeah. if you're a babysitter. Easy money. Yeah. Why sure. wouldn't you do it? So she's there and she's at the house. Parents are gone. And the phone rings, and it's just somebody who just says, "Have you checked the children?" Now, people are listening. Wasn't cell phones? Yeah, this is back we're in like talk, the seventies. Landlines. This movie was, I think, it was yeah. made in the seventies, seventies or the eighties. Maybe. I'll look it up. And he says, "Have you checked the children?" And she goes, and she's like, "What?" Uh, hangs up. Hangs up. And it's freaked out. And then she's all weirded out. And then the calls again, same thing. Have you checked the children? Freaked out. Uh, she's and she's free. She's all nervous and whatnot. And then looking around, looking outside, looking around, looking outside, and then eventually, and she now she's like scared to go upstairs, right? So then she, um, she, she goes and she calls the police, yeah, and says somebody is terrorizing me. And then the police said, "Okay, next time that you call, we we we'll bug your house or we'll bug the call." What the how would they do it? I don't know it was nineteen seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine. Either way, they said next time that he calls, we will trace it and we'll and we'll figure out where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And so she said, "Okay." 
And so she waits, and then he calls, and she answers, and she keeps him on the line for a minute so that the cops could trace it. And he says some creepy stuff. He says some creepy line. stuff, and then the cops call back immediately, and they say, get out of the house. It's coming from inside the house. And as he, the cops are saying that, the kid's bedroom door is opening slowly up upstairs, slowly, up. and this guy is coming out, and he killed everybody. And killed the kids. Yep. Killed the kids. Killed the babysitter. No, the babysitter got away. Yeah, but the whole rest, the whole of, the movie, rest of the movie is him trying to find her as yep. an adult <laughs> with her own kids. Yeah, we watched that movie way too young. We were like sixth grade. <laughs> we we were way too young seven. for that movie. I remember being terrified. Yep. I remember watching Freddy Krueger. He had a TV show for a second. <laughs> he had a TV show? For a second. And I remember for some reason late at night what? watching it. I was probably sixth grade. And it terrifying me. I'm, I'm, I'm still. I'm not that. Scared what was of it Freddy. like? Was it like a talk show with Freddy Krueger? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, and, and the next guest. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was something. It was like a TV thing, and I just remember being pretty scared of that. Um, it took me a while to watch the first Nightmare on Elm Street for that reason. I remember but now you I don't were care. freaked out about. Uh, yeah, Freddy I'm fine with it now. I'm still not big on clowns. <laughs> I, I still haven't watched it either. It's the first. I haven't seen the second one. The first one was good. Yeah, I kind of want to because it's kind of like nerd culture and i like nerd culture stuff but at the same time i don't want to at the same time yeah yeah i watched a new halloween i remember that first halloween scared me a little bit right the mike myers we just i have a weird um i don't know it creeps me out thinking of looking out a window yeah and seeing someone just looking at the window like they were just standing there waiting for me or vice versa, or vice versa yeah. me looking up at a window and someone just staring out at me yeah oh yeah that creeps me out and that's what mike myers is he's just yeah. staring out the window at you the 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 and this is, I guess, the last movie we've talked about before we can get to why we're saying all of this. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. That's why we're saying yeah. it. This is the Halloween Spectacular. <laughs> Part three. Halloween of Palooza. What do we normally call these episodes? I don't know. And I go, keep going. Uh, but uh, you're, you're talking about like looking out of a window and somebody, and like maybe you're, you're even watching somebody like in their house. And you're just like, oh, what are they doing over there? And then, like, all of a sudden, they just turn and look at you, like, yeah. like they knew that you were watching them or something. Like What's that? the Hitchcock movie? Um, shoot. Oh, uh, on Disturbia. No, but no, that's that's not, like the remake of it. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, Rear Window or some, something, something like that. that. I can't yeah. remember. So that freaks me out. But uh, the movie that I remember like that was uh, What Lies Beneath. With Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> because I remember that happening in that movie. The wife, or I think Michelle Pfeiffer was the wife, and she was looking outside, and that happened. But I remember watching that movie, and it freaking me out as as well as, as when we were in like middle school, high school. This might be the Halloween Spectacular Part Four. Wow, Part Four. Yeah, we've been doing this podcast for oh gosh a long time. Oh, talk about beating a dead horse. No, <laughs> <laughs> and people are still for some reason listening. <laughs> so, but. The reason why we're we're talking about this with obviously with Halloween and with everything that's going on is that it's strange how as as people things that and now if you you may be a person like Eric, like Eric's wife Erica who just never wants to watch anything scary, never wants to go to a haunted house, doesn't like to be scared at all, like right? She won't yeah, do anything. Avoids of that it stuff. all. Yeah, Lauren is similar. My wife is similar. She'll go to like a haunted house for the, fun because that's not really that the scary. The last but. scary movie Erica and I watched was uh, Seven. <laughs> That's not a scary movie. I know it's a thriller, David yeah. Fincher movie. The what's in the box? <laughs> what? That, what? That was like, box? all right, fine. I'll watch a scary movie. Put on seven. I'm like, this is not scary. Yeah. Well, didn't didn't she? Um, she had to stop watching Stranger Things, right? For a second, but okay. then she because the newest season has newest like season the is, yeah, it's yeah, it's a little scarier. Yeah. Like the yeah, the the people are like like some kind of zombie thing. I can't mm-hmm. remember it, but she was kind of getting freaked out by that. 
Um, cause they were like, they were like walking after people, like a yeah. group of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, but then like the, so I watched the last two or three episodes of the outer and then I was like, you got to watch it. So yeah. it's great. <laughs> and, and she did. And she, yeah. she liked it. So, but anyways, we're talking about this because most of us, we, even when things scare us and it isn't even that great of a feeling, we get a rush from it. It, we find, we find things like that interesting, um, and our curiosity is peaked. And that is, that's a weird psychological thing with people. It's not even like scary movies, horror movies. Like some people just enjoy the feeling of being scared, right? Enjoy the feeling of jumping and being creeped out, whatever. But it's a, I, I don't know why, but I, I fall in the same trap too. It's a weird fascination when it goes from fictional horror movies to then real mm-hmm. crimes and serial killers and real people who really were really like famous did, serial killers fa- like yeah. Ted Bundy or yeah. uh, that the Jeffrey last Dahmer. time I have been legitimately scared mm-hmm. one that long ago is me watching and looking up things on people like Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer and like the, YouTube videos and stuff yeah like watching documentaries on them and even um the newest one not the new he's he's he just got caught just got she got got uh, found guilty um the gold state killer oh, yeah yeah he really creeped me out because he would like um watch from he would he, what he would do distance. is in the 70s and back then in the 70s that if you wanted to be a serial killer that's the time because all you had to do was go to the next town and yeah they would not talk like it's the crazy co- the cops did not talk to anyone else because they they like didn't trust the, another town yeah. or, or they wanted the credit or whatever it was so this guy would like watch people for days watch them through the window and then eventually would come in and would would hurt first it wasn't even harming like murdering people it was like rape and that kind of terrible stuff while other family members are there just traumatize them and then he eventually got worse and worse so he started killing people it was just he and then he just was he didn't get caught for ever he just got caught like two years ago did he did he like stop he stopped um, as much as a serial killer can stop, most times serial killers can't that's, stop. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They just keep going until they get caught because it's like they, it's just like an urge it's in them have. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he stopped. And um, Pat Oswalt, the stamp comedian, his late wife was writing a book all about this guy, and and she ended up passing away, and it sparked a new interest. And through Ancestry.com or one of those huh. websites, they were able to link old dna from the center because again they didn't really do anything with dna yeah they didn't they, they didn't go to the next town over to ask the other police jurisdiction right. so you could get away with it just by going 20 minutes up the road yeah um, especially if you cross state lines yeah you're you're done so um that was the whole thing with ted bundy so they eventually found him this through this ancestry thing found dna from a cousin and then kind of filtered down like oh i think it's this guy who used yeah. to be a cop so he knew all the tricks and stuff anyways but i looked i watched a documentary on him there's one on hbo now i listened to a podcast on him and he like i had trouble sleeping a couple nights really just thinking about it yeah mm. like like within the past two years <laughs> like <laughs> like that's because it's not like we're talking about like someone's gonna kill me in my dreams mm-hmm. it's like there's a real person yeah that really did this and it's weird that I'm fascinated with it while at the same time, like, kind of scared of it. Yeah, and you're not the only one, right? Like, true crime in the last, like, 10 years has really become so popular. I think it, there's always been a following, uh-huh. but, like, with podcasts becoming so popular, mm-hmm. right? Crime Junkies is out there. Which is the most overrated podcast. I agree. <laughs> I, I try. I can't. If you guys watch Crime Junkies, I, I'll tell you what. When I first started, or watch, not watch, listen. When I first started listening to, to Crime Junkies, I was like, "Man, this is great. This is really cool." And like, I really enjoyed it. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, 
That one girl contributes nothing. Yeah, all she goes. Are you serious? Is she, her name Brit. I don't know. I don't. I haven't listened to her in a while. Yeah, she. She just goes full body chills, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say anything else, and she asks questions that you know was planned. Exactly. Like like she's just asking the questions. Like, oh, funny you mentioned that, and it right. reads on their script. It's like the main girl, the main host. Obviously, she does, does a lot all of, work. of the work. Yeah. She does everything. No, I know what she goes through. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. She does everything, and the other girl just—it's like it, the, the other girl just reads questions that that like the host gave her to answer yeah. or yeah. gave her to ask. It's but anyways, I would listen to that, and I would, and I would find it really interesting, and that's become so popular. What is it? My favorite murder is another that. one that's become so popular, and then um, there's like a, a comedy crime one. Uh, true crime obsessed or something like that. I don't know. You listen to it more than I do. Well, I don't listen to them really anymore. But like those have added to the the following to true crime, and then documentaries have been so huge. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Mind Hunter on Netflix. If you've seen that, which is not coming back. I know. because <laughs> because not, not enough people watched it. Yeah, but a lot of people did. I know, but not enough for how much it costs. We're never going to know about the BTK killer. Uh huh. Right. Look him up. Yeah, that's yeah. another creepy dude. No, that, don't look him up. <laughs> that's a, he was just in plain sight at a church, like yeah. on the church board, all of the stuff. Yeah, he was like heavily involved in the church. Yeah, family man, everything. But uh, there's all of this like obsession. Happy, now. you ever listen um, listen to the Happy Face podcast? No, no. It's about um, uh, the Happy Face killer I mean, who was I've a never truck heard of that. who was a truck driver who would who would kill women, whatever, and then. Um, but mm-hmm. it's about his daughter now, okay. like trying and, to oh, live like, life now. Oh, I can't imagine knowing that your dad was who your dad was, and like so. The first season is all about that. The second season is about um, shoot, what's the lady's name? The one that killed her kids in the car uh, in the eighties. I know you're talking about, but I don't know her name. Uh, poop. I'm, I got to. Yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. But the the thing is, there's like a million documentaries out now. A million podcasts out now about all of these things. Why? Why? Why do we as people? Why are we so fascinated by things like this? Um, it's Diane Downs, who I was talking about, by the okay. way. Um, well, I've. Why is our curiosity so peaked? Because, especially like you were saying, like you you're a you're a thirty five year old man, mm-hmm. and you couldn't sleep. Yeah. And it messed you up. And there have been some times, like, w- I remember when I was listening to, and Lauren and Lauren likes listening to uh, some of those crime podcasts, too. And I remember both of us being like, this is messing with me. Like, I got to I gotta get away from this. Like, yeah. I can't. It would just, like, throw me off. My mood was weird. Like, it's, And it's weird because you you get a fascination with it. And then people that have anxiety listen to it. And right. it's like, you think it's helping your anxiety? It's yeah. making it 10 times worse. Exactly. So maybe you should just... Get all that crap out, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's for some of us. It's I'd rather know what's real in life than yeah. just like not look under the rock. Maybe like yeah, like I know it's there, right. so I want to see what it is and mm-hmm. see what I got to prepare for in this world. Where some people like my like Erica's like I'm not lifting that rock up. I'll just leave it down there. I don't need to know. I'm, yeah. I'd rather live in in be naive to all the Ignorance. the evil that's out there. Ignorance is bliss. Which. Which is not a bad thing because now because like I've left over so many rocks and so many and so many other people have now it's like always worried about <laughs> all the possibilities when it's really insanely unlikely. There's the article I read said there's 25 active serial killers, um, 
at any given time in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So you might hear them like twenty five. That's a lot. That's really nothing. Yeah. Like twenty. You know how many people are in this are in the U.S. Twenty five yeah. is nothing. It's so unlikely that you would ever even be near one, let alone be attacked by one or whatever. Right. 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 It's kind of like uh, a, a, a good example is what I talked about cricket spiders and how terrible they are. Right. Like my my <laughs> right, wife. Where you go? <laughs> my wife. She finds them everywhere. And I'm always like, how do you find, like, she, any, if, if there's a cricket spider, she will find it. Where, like, we have a crawl space at our house. And I know that there are cricket spiders back there. Like, it's a, it's a dark, dank place, right? Mm-hmm. I know that cricket, and she, she will, before she goes in there, she opens the door. She looks all around. She looks on the side, left to right, everywhere, and she will find one because she's looking for one. And I just open the door and walk in and get what I need and walk out. Yeah. And I and I and I don't and I know that they're there, but I never see them. It's kind of like that, right? Like it, that information is around. Yeah. And do you want to be looking for it, or do you just want to go? I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you watch the documentary um, "Don't F with Cats"? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? A um, little spoiler for anyone that hasn't watched it, but it's crazy documentary. That's on Netflix. Oh yeah. my goodness, it's crazy documentary. By the end, remember they like turn it on you. And it's like, are you the reason they do this? Because like they're yeah. blaming us for watching it. And it's like, you know what? Screw you, documentary makers. You're the one who made this documentary, not <laughs> yeah. me. Because at the end, they're like, maybe you're to blame because you're watching this documentary right now and you're giving them the attention that they really want. It's like you made it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you're yeah. doing this, <laughs> idiots. But um, but uh, I read um. I read an article on psych- Psychology Today from Scott A. Boone, who's a PhD. He wrote a book all about serial killers. Sounds and he was smart. Yeah. I mean, he's wearing, in the in his picture, he is wearing a bow tie. So what does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's, he was saying how the way that the media um, portrays serial killers, especially back right. with Jeffrey Dahmer and those, that time period. John, and Ted Bundy was John like... John Gacy. Ted Bundy was like a sex icon. Yeah, Remember, there were like women who were like in love with him. Yeah, and um, he like he wasn't he his own lawyer for a minute. <laughs> yeah, was, that guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, but they they show them on TV in a certain way, and they um, not they don't glorify it by any means, but they you they get so much attention that what starts to happen in our minds is we start to semi morph real people into fictional characters. We know they're real. We know that really happened. There's, there's real victims, but they almost feel more like Freddy Krueger than our neighbor next door. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like this weird fictional character that's not really real, even though we know he's real. Right. So because of that, I think it, our mind plays a trick on us. And that's what um, this author says that it kind of plays a trick where we are able to look more into it and which ends up at feeding that the the monster of that person because most time they're narcissists they're they want the attention a lot of times not all of them but um so then even even shows like dexter or whatever else right it's it's feeding that that thing we have but and then it it doesn't help when when uh, netflix makes a movie about you 30 years 40 years later and stars zach efron Right. Yeah, I, mean, I gotta watch that. <laughs> I know. Actually, I was very disappointed in that movie. Yeah, but like the and you know if Ted Bundy, if you would have told him before he was executed that oh well in 2019 or 2020 whenever that movie came out, Zac Efron's gonna star you and he's in, in a movie and he would have been like awesome, like yeah. he would have loved that because yeah. he was a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um. So um, this author gives five reasons, and I'll read to you some of the reasons. Five reasons why. 
he believes that the public loves serial killers and they kind of all interrelate. So tell me what you think. We'll go one by one. First, they are rare in the business of murder with perhaps 25 or so operate like I talked about. So um, they and their crimes are almost exotic and tantalizing to people, much like traffic accidents and natural disasters. They're so extremely rare and their crimes are so brutal that none of us see it that we have a, a weird, intense curiosity towards it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a that's a good example, right? Because it is so frustrating when you're stuck in traffic and there's a there's this big car accident and every, and you and then you get up to the front it's like stop looking, just go. I'm trying to go, but then when you get up, I'm checking it out. Yeah, I wait all this time. Yeah, I know. It's like everybody else got to look. <laughs> I want to look. Um, the second reason they generally kill randomly, choosing victims based on personal attraction or random opportunities that present themselves. This factor, this factor makes anyone a potential victim, a potential victim, even if the odds of ever encountering one are as much as being eaten by a great white shark. Right. So the fact that it's so random, and so that could be you. Uh-huh. Same reason maybe we play the lottery, right? Like it's so unlikely anyone's going to win Mega Millions. Yeah. But I could win Mega Millions. <laughs> so I think it's the same idea. It's so unlikely that a serial killer would ever Even be come at to you. Yeah, but I could. Yeah, it could be me. But it's not a zero percent possibility. So I better be careful. Sort of a deal. Yeah. Um, third, serial killers are prolific and insatiable, meaning that they kill many people over periods of over a period of years, rather than killing one person in a single impulsive act. So. They constantly, they're feeding something. And I always like to look into like, um, like Ed Kemper would be an example. Like what got them to this point? Because it's it's not just you're born and all of a sudden you want to kill. Like there's something that led you a path. Yeah, there's probably a psychological disorder. There's mix that with where you grew up with the trauma you had as a kid. Because most of them had terrible, Mm -hmm. they were abused as a kid, whatever else. Um, Ed Kemper, was his was sent weird, to boarding schools and whatever and then weird relationship with his mom killed his grandparents yeah. and then went to jail and got out and yeah. then ended up killing his mom and then turned himself in he yeah. might still be out there if he didn't kill, turn himself in right 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 yeah it's that that's what a lot of us i think with like those documentaries is you want to learn as much as you can about them and why they are the way that they are or why they are the way they were Right. And seeing their childhood, what they went through and all this sort of stuff. And the question is, is a serial killer like made by their by their childhood or their experiences or is a serial killer born? You know, like is somebody just born with that? Like that's the whole show with Dexter Mm -hmm. is that it's like it's something inside of him. But it happened from something as a kid. Right. I don't remember. Yeah, he, for the show. I yeah, mean, that's was, not a real thing, but like that—that's what that show is kind of built around. Is like he has this desire and drive in him to kill people, and he just uses it to kill bad people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, is that is that real? Like, is that do do some people have that drive in them? What do you think? Or that feeling? Um, I have no idea. I would. Th- I don't think so. Yeah, with because I'm thinking about like the belief of that we have with our faith and God and how that connects with our theological belief. Um, I would think that we're all born with sin, right? We're all born Mm -hmm. and we need a savior. And I do believe that there are some mental things that people could have. Yeah. 
And then the way they're brought up and their childhood and their trauma and their experiences all morphs and creates more and more and more. I mean, there's plenty of people that are narcissists and they're not all serial killers. Most of them are church players. (laughs) That's an actual stat, actually. Most church players are narcissists. So, um, So what draws them to that path compared to another path to fulfill that narcissism. And, and there's no way for us to know. No, it's there's no black or white. It's all it's very much gray of mm-hmm. each situation. Um, all right, fourth, here's the fourth reason. Their behavior is seemingly inexplicable and without a coherent motive such as jealousy or rage. They're driven by inner demons that even they may not comprehend. Full body chill. (laughs) (laughs) Many people are morbidly drawn to the violence of serial killers because they cannot understand it and they feel compelled to. Yeah. So we draw to it because like, what? How could anyone do this? I want to under. We're just trying to understand it. Yeah, that's what we're. That's what this whole episode's about. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. Oh, to Oh, this guy it. is so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's he must have a PhD <laughs> and a bow tie. <laughs> and then the last one, they are. Um, they're they have a visceral appeal for the public, similar to monster movies, because they provide a euphoric adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Consequently, their atrocity tales in the news and entertainment media are addictive. And finally, they provide a conduit for the public's most primal feelings, such as fear, lust, and anger. And he goes on even later to talk about how we all have a primal like yeah. urge feeling of survival, yeah. of how do we survive. That's why zombie shows used to be... Is this so popular? Walking Dead still around? Zombie stuff and things like that, Like it's because of us survival, like thinking about how we're going to survive... We're in, we're in a pandemic. We, I think a lot of us are trying to deal with that survival thing. I think it's deep down inside of us, and I think serial killers. Well, and it, e- it even gets to like some people just want to feel something, you know. Like some people are like, oh, I I don't. And this and this will then then gets into when uh, like self harm sometimes, and people who maybe cut themselves or or they're they're just trying to feel something or get rid of a feeling, right? And with scary things we like that rush we like that adrenaline that mm-hmm. that is pumped into us and we're like oh wow that was crazy and even if like because we go we normally go to a haunted house every year for fun and it's mm-hmm. fun with friends and like obviously we know that there is no real danger there um but it's still like the the adrenaline of okay i'm gonna walk around this corner and i don't know if somebody's going to jump out at me in a mask or not yeah and then if they do it's like okay and and your adrenaline was was what's going right yeah. and but a lot of us we have we we feel like we don't feel much mm-hmm. or anything at all and we're trying to find a way to fill that void and fill that feeling of like okay i'm an actual person and i i i feel this now does that make sense yeah i mean that's why we watch movies right that's why that's we do why, everything that's why we Go to concerts. Yeah. Remember when we could do that? Things of that. <laughs> no. So um, I think this kind of plays into that. Here's the last paragraph he writes in his article. Like it or not, the serial killers is one of us. The serial killer is one of us. From a sociological perspective, he offers a safe and secure outlet for our darkest thoughts, feelings, and urges. He excites and tantalizes us. He also reminds us that despite all of our faults, the rest of us are just fine. Why are we fascinated with serial killers? Because, oddly enough, we need them. Oh, I see. Okay. I was like, what? He was saying a safe and secure outlet, meaning we can read about them, listen about them, watch documentaries about them, and for most people, that's enough. Yeah. To to be like, okay, I scratched that itch. Yeah. Right? Of like uh, the curiosity of, 
wow, what what would that be like? Yeah, what would that feel like? And for mo- and the serial killer having information about them and learning about them is enough for everyone else to read about it and be like, okay, that is that's crazy. I don't have to think about that anymore. Have is you, that what he's saying? I think so. Um, and yeah, it's just we all have that fascination, right? And this is feeding that urge, right. that craving for that fascination, and all of us deep down have those those bad thoughts, those evil thoughts, and those uh-huh. things like, could I actually do that? What, like, have you ever have you ever thought about? <laughs> if, I don't know what you're about to ask. If you were a serial killer, what kind of serial killer you'd be? <laughs> <laughs> what? I have. <laughs> I already know. Oh, okay. Well, you sound like you got your answer. The haunted house serial killer. What is that? I would every year work at a haunted house. I'll oh. just go the county over. Don't ruin this for me. I love going to haunted houses. And then I would hopefully oh, just go the county over. This is in the <laughs> 70s. I would hopefully be the chainsaw guy. <laughs> and notice how they take that chain off, but one time I'm putting that chain back on. <laughs> Kill one person. Boom, I'm out of there. And normally and then, because the chainsaw guy's at the end of the haunted house yep. and he chases you out anyways. Yep. So you're saying you could just go kill, kill a person and just keep yep. going. I'll do one a year. Out. <laughs> one a year. And then I go back to my normal life. One a year. Then I was all right, hey, I gotta take my business trip to another to two couple counties over. <laughs> that would <laughs> be like, work. it's a haunted house serial killer again. <laughs> that's what I would be. Man. The perfect crime. I'm surprised that has that's got to be like a thing, right? There's got to be someone that actually that actually killed someone in a haunted house, right? Yeah, well, like the the people who are who are inside of the haunted house. I'm not saying that the, that that they all have a have a screw loose, but <laughs> I would love to work at a haunted house. But you got like I know people that have some. You got to have a little something. No, because I didn't say all. I didn't say all of them. Yeah, you were implying most. <laughs> yeah, they're a little weird. First off, number one, <laughs> how often do you scare people? Like you jump out at them. Oh, I love doing that. That's all they're doing. They're, yeah. They just wear a mask. Yeah, but I. But it's I the same thing. You would love to work at a haunted house. But I don't. But I'm not. I think I, it's your calling that you messed not, up. But I'm not dressed as like as like a like a like a person who's cut in half on a table, and like with blood all over me. Yeah, but if you knew it got that scared, you might. Yeah, that's true. See, I don't like wearing makeup, so I wouldn't want to do it. I don't want to put something on my face. I don't want (laughs) face paint. I don't. Yeah, we know how much you hate costumes. (laughs) So, but uh, yeah, that is that. That is interesting. The haunted house kill. I don't know. I mean, I'm to be honest. I really have never thought about if I were a serial killer, what my strategy would be. Is that what you're asking? (laughs) No, just what serial killer you would be. I I don't. I don't know honestly. Uh, Oh, I found an article. Actual crimes committed in haunted house attractions. Oh, no. Let's see. This um, is like when you look up the amount of people who have been injured on a ride ooh, at an amusement park. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, gosh. Most of these I should not be reading. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, don't ruin it for me, Eric. I like going to haunted houses. Don't ruin it. Gosh, most of these are sexual nature. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh Okay, there's a clown that was ki- that was fired over assault claims at Omaha's Mystery Manor. I'm just trying to read the ones I can read. Cranky clown, <laughs> owner of the Texas. Oh, can't read that. One. <laughs> oh boy, there's a lot of bad things that happen in these haunted houses. Oh my goodness. So sounds, you should go to them. So it sounds like you are not the only one who has thought about something like. Well, that. there's no serial killer yet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it, it's interesting. Like what. What is the what is the passion and the drive behind it for us, the normal person who wouldn't consider themselves anywhere close to along those lines? W- tell us what what is your curiosity involved? Why do you like 
if you do like learning about those things or watching those things, what what is the drive behind it for you? What like serial killers? Yeah, like why are you interested in it? Um, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to the people. Oh, sorry. I was reading about. Yeah, you're not listening to me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, isn't that what we've been talking about this whole time? I'm saying to everybody else, let us know how you know. A moving coffin killed a man in a Hong Kong um, well, haunted not, house. So it sounded like a mechanical failure. A school principal accidentally hanged himself in front of his students. Oh my gosh! In 1957, yikes! That was a while ago. A teen might have been scared to death in an Ohio haunted house. I'm just reading. You know what? I, I, I was thinking. About, I was talking to Lauren about this the other day, Eric. Because you, I know that this is something that you and I watched together over a friend's house. And I remember being like, we have to turn this off. Like when we were young, I, like probably middle school, sixth the, grade. The car commercial that all of a sudden the ghost came out. And, <laughs> 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 no, but I remember our friends showing us this uh, this video, Faces of Death. Oh, yeah. I couldn't watch that. And it, and it, it, at that it's illegal. That definitely traumatized me yeah. as a kid. If you don't know what it is, do not look it up. It, it's terrible. It's it, But it's... Uh, footage of people I doubt, actually dying. I don't know if you can actually find it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Because it was had, on VHS. He had a VHS, uh, a friend of ours, and he. I remember him showing it to us and wa- us watching like the beginning. It's it's like footage of actual people dying in freak accidents. Yeah. And and I mean, I can't watch. Please turn this off. I yeah. I do not want to see it. Yeah, it's, you feel gross. It's you traumatizing. Know. It really is. So what? here's what's... All right, let me ask this. How can you not watch that, but then you can read... And listen to podcasts and watch about, documentaries all about question. people killing many, many, many people. That's a good question. Probably because you're not watching. Like, you don't, all right, you here's didn't actually see it. Yep on the on the documentary "Don't F with Cats." The whole basis is there's a guy who kills kittens and records it, and people see it online on YouTube. The, on YouTube, and the and their whole thing is like. That's why it's called Don't F with Cats. Like, you can do a lot of stuff, when, but if you do that, we're going to find you. Yeah. Like, you do not do that. And so I've told people about, about this documentary, you should watch it. And every time they go, well, does do they actually show it? Yeah. Because there's footage of it. Yeah. Do they actually show this dude killing these cats? Because they do, I'm not watching mm-hmm. it. And it's like, no, right, now I'll watch it. So yeah. we, we watch a documentary about it, but if you show me the actual clip, I'm out. I'm yeah. not watching that. Maybe because it's a little too far yeah. into that we just want a little taste of it want to dip our toes in the water but we don't want to go fully in right on all of it but i'm telling you what those sort of things they just mess with me they really do and like i every time that that i watch like i remember even watching that just being like ah oh, gosh i uh, yeah i don't like the, uh, get into a funk you yeah feel weird. and it throws you off and it's like man is that even is that worth it but then you don't do it for a while, and then you're like, oh, I'm curious about that again. You want to watch that again? No, no, Based I'm not saying that. Oh, gosh. I'm, saying, I'm saying things like that. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just strange how that how that is. I have trouble watching like demonic stuff. Oh, def- absolutely. Because I believe in that stuff. So it's like I don't really want to mess with any of that stuff. I don't yeah. want to mess with spiritual aspects of stuff, even though it's obviously like but then I'll watch like Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like I yeah, the actual like demon possession stuff. Uh, I don't. Oh, I don't uh, like that. Ghosts, whatever. I'll deal with ghosts. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts. But demon possession stuff, which I believe in, it's like, ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can do that. All right. Well, hey, to end this podcast, we've been talking about a lot of downer stuff mm-hmm. and bad stuff, but we started with a great thing. Great. Ernest. Ernest, Ernest. P. Worrell. Um, could you, in case anyone has not seen it and wants to see it, why don't you act out 
<laughs> right now. Okay. And we'll close with this. Act out a scene okay. from Ernest Scarcity, whichever one you want to do. Set up the scene if you need it. Need okay. to. Do All you right. need me to do anything or are you good? You got I think I got it. <laughs> All right. Set it up for us. All right. Close this out. So in this book that Ernest found about how to get rid of the troll, it said, and it rhymed. I don't remember the exact wording, but basically it said the way to get rid of the troll is to use M- I blank K. I never understood why they didn't just spell the whole thing out. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously, it's milk. But Ernest. Yeah, like a mother's something. Like that's the riddle. It's like the, uh, it's obviously. Like it's basically you have to show the troll a mother's love. Yes. So, and, and a mother has milk, right? And so the, obviously, it said to, you have to use M I blank K. Yeah, like nurturing. Right. That kind of which stuff. means milk. But Ernest saw that and he said, M I blank K. Huh. Miak. <laughs> and they didn't think milk. I don't know what Miak is. But he was like, Miak, where can I get some Miak? So he goes and he finds Miak. And then <laughs> the troll is at the school and he's terrorizing people. And Ernest is finally like, finally like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of this because he was all competent because he had Miak. So the troll is about to, uh, about to kill somebody, and he's or he's about to get somebody, and then all of a sudden Ernest walks in, and he goes, "Hey, booger lips!" And the troll turns around and goes, eh? and he goes, "You, I don't remember the exact wording." He's looking at me, he goes, "Hey." Check this out. <laughs> and he has Miak and he's tossing it from hand to hand. And he's going, uh, yeah, I got some Miak. Bet you didn't think I could find any this time of year, huh? But I'm just a little too quick on my feet. And the troll goes, Miak? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, eat Miak and die. <laughs> and he takes a Miak and he throws it in his face. And the troll just goes, Aah! and he blows at Miak, or blows, blows at Ernest. And then F- Ernest goes flying, and he lands into this ice cream machine, and the ice cream machine starts falling on him. And what's in ice cream? Milk. Milk. And the troll goes over to kill Ernest, and then he sees the ice cream, and obviously it's milk, and he goes, Ugh! and then he runs away. Let's see how you like a little meak. Meak. Yeah, meak. I bet you thought I couldn't find any this time of year. Well, I'm a little too resourceful for you. A little too light on my feet. So come on. Eat me, I can die. And then you gotta watch the movie to see the rest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.